Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Good morning. Today I want to talk about intuition and stillness. When I interviewed Deborah Alt last week, she spoke about listening to your intuition. She said we should practice cultivating stillness because that's where all the magic and wisdom are. And she also said to listen to messages from your body. She explained that the body holds the spirit. So the more you can tune into your body's messages, the more wisdom you'll hear. So if we hold all this wisdom and if our bodies hold the key, how do we access this? Really, how do we access this? We know we have intuition, especially women. We have intuition that tells us when something bad is going to go down. But how do we use our intuition in not so big decisions? How do we tap into our inner knowing on a regular basis? The first is to be aware that you're aware. This sounds weird, but bear with me for a minute. Oprah gave this example the other day on her podcast. She said that she was in India last year with Deepak and she was doing this um, meditation and the person said, imagine a red circle. Now just visualize that red circle. Now imagine a bridge over water. Next, visualize a tall oak tree. And then you ask yourself, who was the one visualizing these things? And whoever answers that is your inner observer. Your inner observer is the part of you who is watching you visualize or think of these things. Okay, if you're still with me, this means you're able to sort of access your inner self. We're all able to. It's just we have to... Um, Kind of figure out how to do it. And once you do it, it's it becomes easier and easier. So this part of us is separate from our thinking mind. Our thinking mind is like a chihuahua or a monkey, just like constantly, yep, 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 moving and chattering. And it repeats the same thoughts over and over all day long. It has a lot of fear. It's sort of that primal part of our brain that's... Um, just wants us to survive, not do anything stupid to get us killed. And so it constantly, you know, chatter, chatter, chatter. Um, and if you can observe this part of your brain, it gives you some space between you and your thoughts. Like when I first started meditating, I read that your thoughts, if you could think of them like a um, ticker tape on the bottom of the newsfeed. And like, so your thoughts are like, oh, it, it's cold outside. Oh, I should have worn a coat. Oh, I wonder if it's going to snow. Oh, I should have put the plants inside. 
um, oh, the cat's outside on the porch, the cat's going to get cold. And you just go through this over and over. So if you can notice those thoughts, sort of like the ticker tape, or another thing I read said, imagine them as clouds sort of floating overhead and you can see them, but you're not getting involved in them. You're just like, oh, there's a thought about the weather. Um, so anyway, in, in yoga class, um, a trick is to notice the things around you. So they may say, um, notice the sounds around you or feel the air on your skin. So if you can access your senses, it takes you away from your thinking brain. Like if you use essential oil, you'll notice the smell of the oil. Um, if you're having a hard time knowing what inner wisdom looks like, think about a time when you accessed your intuition without realizing it. So remember a time when you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that something was either like right or wrong. You knew it down to your core. So that's another way of saying it. Maybe it was a person who gave off a weird or bad vibe. Maybe it involved the safety of your child, like that time I just happened to have Benadryl in my purse and my child had a reaction to peanuts. Maybe it was when you spotted your husband or partner across the room and you were like, oh my gosh, he's the one. One time I was in a job interview and I heard the words, run, this is not for you. And it was my voice. It wasn't like, you know, a booming voice of God, but it was my inner, it was my own inner voice, but it wasn't a part of me that I, um, that I could think about. Like, so I wasn't thinking the words run. They like bubbled up out of me into my brain. Another time I took my son to a new daycare and we were basically had already picked it. We were just doing a, a like trial run for a few hours to see just to make sure it was okay. And we'd already visited there one time and it was fine. But this time I just had the strongest aversion to it. And it wasn't anything I could pinpoint. My husband was with me and we got out to the car and he looked at me and he was about to cry, which is kind of crazy. I mean, it wasn't about leaving our son. We'd already, you know, he was two or so, and we'd already left him with people all day, every day. Um, but it was, we both just had this feeling that it was just wrong. And I don't know. I mean, I, who knows? It may have been okay, but we certainly didn't uh, wait around to find out. We found another daycare and we both went to visit that one and it felt so right. So it's just one of those things. Um, I've learned to tune into my intuition, too, when it comes to patients. So it may be a mole that looks relatively normal. You know, I can't say that it has the characteristics of a melanoma. But sometimes I'd find myself, um, I'll look at a mole, I keep doing the skin check, and then my eyes just keep, my attention goes back to that mole maybe two more times. And I just can't stop thinking about it. And it's sort of like a pull. And so I'll biopsy it. And a few times they've come back as melanomas. So I've learned to listen to that. A few months ago, um, I had a patient I was talking to and he was kind of winded, like just, you know, taking a deep breath while he was talking to me, which is not, you know, we see a ton of older patients. That's not that unusual. Um, but I just, all the little red lights in my 
head started blinking like something's wrong, something's wrong. And finally, I hunted down a pulse ox, which we in the world of dermatology, we do not carry pulse oxes. So it didn't have batteries, found batteries. They were dead. Um, got somebody's batteries out of their device and put them in this pulse ox so I could check it. And it was very low. So um, I told him he needed to go to the emergency room and within a few minutes he passed out and we called an ambulance and he was fine. But it's one of those things where I just knew that something wasn't right. Okay, so the other thing is I want you to learn to listen to your body. So your physical body often holds the key. One way to do this is to um, name your emotions so notice where notice what the emotion is and say it out loud or in your head like i feel anxious notice where you feel the emotion like for me it's throat stomach neck tension and then ask your body what you need and listen to the answer and it's so simple i mean it may be like i need less screen time i need less coffee i need to go for a walk all right, I have some other tips for y'all, some practical tips for how do you cultivate stillness and listen to your intuition. Number one, sit quietly. You don't have to even call it meditation, just sit quietly. Or walk quietly, jog quietly, just for a little while. Don't have a podcast or music playing. When you drive, drive with nothing on. That's novel. A lot of times thoughts will bubble up from your inner knowing while you're driving. Try eating quietly. You will be shocked when you eat quietly, how weird it is at first, but how you'll have these thoughts come up. All right, number two, cut off your devices. Device free time is key. Like these watches that we all wear, ugh. Don't even have your cell phone near you. It's like a banana for your monkey mind. Your mind will be so distracted by the device nearby, it won't be able to access your inner messages coming through. It is a block. Number three, watch and listen. God or whatever you want to call it, spirit, universe, will send messages in the form of coincidences and seemingly random comments. You must be looking for the signs or you'll miss them. The day I wrote in my journal that I wanted to learn Spanish, a parent at school that afternoon started talking to me, and this is not a dad I normally talk to, and I'm like, what do you do? And he was like, I'm a Spanish tutor, and I was like, oh my gosh, so of course I hired him, you know, I was paying attention. All right, so the other, let's see, number four, notice what emotion, oh, I already said that one, notice the emotion you're feeling, where it is, ask it what you need. Number five, try writing questions to yourself and then write the first thing that pops into your head. Okay, I swore I was losing my mind the first time I did this because it's like you have a split personality. You'll write out, you know, what should I do about this situation? But the answers are within you. You have this inner GPS and you have to access it. Um, so you write it. And so you write, what is wrong with me? Or what, what is going on? Um, so one day I wrote out, this was a few years ago when I was burned out and I knew I needed, well, I didn't know. I needed to change jobs, but I was not admitting it. 
Um, so I wrote out in my journal, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I can't sleep. Why is my temper so short? I'm yelling at the kids. And then the next words that came out of my pen were, I need to leave this toxic job. It's killing me slowly. <laughs> All right, number six, get away from your routine. This might mean going out of town. It might mean going over just to stay at a friend's house or even just switching up your routine. This will cause a perspective shift. And this automatically happens when you get out of your normal routine. Number seven, look at physical symptoms as a gift, as a message from your body. My daughter's tummy has been hurting like for two years now, and we've gone through all this stuff. And I asked her, what do you think your stomach is trying to tell you? And she said, I feel so bad, mama. I don't want to tell you. So, of course, I'm thinking all these horrible things. And she's like, oh, I feel so guilty. And I'm like, what? What did you do? She's like, I was sneaking extra screen time and I can't stop thinking about it. And then she also told me she didn't think her body liked milk. And lo and behold, the girl has the dairy sensitivity that we saw with blood work the other day. So the body does not lie. <laughs> All right. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Send me your comments, DM me, and let me know how you listen to your inner intuition. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.